From the Great Beyond by Mr. Blind Bandit It started as a normal night, just like any other. I had just finished dinner and was settling in to watch some TV before bed. But then I heard a noise. At first I thought it was just the wind outside, but it was a sound that seemed too deliberate, too intentional. I shrugged it off and turned up the volume on the TV, but the noise persisted. It was coming from the other room. I got up to investigate, my heart pounding in my chest. I slowly opened the door to the other room, but it was empty. I searched every corner and found nothing out of the ordinary. The sound seemed to have stopped, so I went back to the living room and continued watching TV, trying to shake off the feeling of unease. But the noise returned this time louder and more insistent. I knew now that it was not coming from the outside, but from within my home. I froze in terror as the sound grew louder, coming closer and closer. I could hear something scratching at the walls, whispering my name. I tried to run, but my legs wouldn't move. I was trapped, paralyzed with fear. I tried to call out for help, but my voice was just a whisper. I felt like something was holding me down, preventing me from moving or making a sound. I could see the shadows move on the wall, growing and shifting, taking on a life of their own. I could see the shapes of hands and feet, claws and teeth. And then, I saw it. A figure emerging from the shadows, its eyes glowing with a sinister light. It reached out to me, its clawed hand inches from my face. I let out a scream but no sound came out. The figure just stood there, staring at me with a cold, malevolent grin. I closed my eyes and prayed that when I opened them again, the figure would be gone. But it wasn't. It was still there, still staring at me. I could feel its breath on my face, could feel its cold fingers on my skin. I was trapped, unable to move or scream or do anything. And then, just as suddenly as it appeared, the figure was gone. The scratching and whispering stopped. The shadows retreated back into the corners of the room. I was all alone, but the terror still gripped me. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was still there, waiting for me. I tried to sleep, but I couldn't. I was too scared that the figure would come back. I stayed awake the whole night, staring at the shadows and listening for any sound. But there was nothing, only silence. The next day I couldn't bring myself to tell anyone about my experience. I was too scared that they would think I was crazy. But I knew that it wasn't just a nightmare, it was real. I still don't know what it was or what it wanted, but I know that it was something evil. And I know that it's only a matter of time before it comes for me again. I started to notice small changes in my room like a picture frame hanging crooked or a door left slightly ajar when I knew I had closed it. I would hear strange noises in the middle of the night, like something scratching at the walls or whispering my name. I tried to ignore it, to tell myself that it was just my imagination. But the fear was always there, gnawing at me, growing stronger with each passing day. I knew I had to do something before it was too late, so I decided to investigate. I started to research the history of my home, trying to find any clues that might explain the strange occurrences that I had been experiencing. 
I talked to the previous owners and neighbors, but no one had any information that could help me. I even contacted local historians and paranormal experts, but they had no answers either. As I dug deeper, I began to uncover a dark history of my home. I discovered that it had been built on an ancient burial ground, and that the land had been sacred to the indigenous people who once lived there. I learned that they had been driven off their land by settlers, and that their spirits had been left to wander, seeking revenge on those who had taken their land. I also discovered that there had been a series of strange and unexplained deaths in my home over the years. Some had been ruled as accidents, while others had been labeled as suicides. But as I looked into the circumstances surrounding these deaths, I began to suspect that there was something more sinister at work. I knew that I had to find a way to put the spirits to rest and protect my home from their wrath. I tried to perform a traditional Native American ceremony, but it seemed to have no effect. I consulted with a local spiritual leader, but he too had no answers. I was at my wit's end, and I knew I had to take drastic measures. I decided to move out of my home, but as I was packing my things, I found an old journal hidden away in the attic. It was the diary of the original settlers who had built my home on the land. As I read through the diary, I discovered that they had been aware of the sacred nature of this land, and had deliberately desecrated the burial grounds in order to build their home. They had known that there were angelic spirits of the land and had even performed dark rituals to ward off any potential attacks. I realized that the spirits had been seeking revenge all these years, and that I was just the last victim of their wrath. I understood that the only way to put them to rest was to make amends for the wrongs that had been committed so many years ago. I consulted with a local indigenous leader and together we performed a ceremony to honor the spirits of the land and ask for their forgiveness. We also built a small memorial on the land to commemorate those who had been buried there. After the ceremony, the strange occurrences in my home stopped. I no longer heard scratching or whispering in the night and the shadows no longer seemed to move on their own. I felt a sense of peace that I had not felt in a long time. I realized that sometimes the only way to find peace is to confront the past and to make amends for the wrongs that have been done. I will never forget the lessons that I have learned and the spirits that have shown me the way. I decided to stay in my home, but with a newfound respect and understanding of the land and spirits that reside here. I will always be mindful of the past and will do my best to honor the spirits and ensure that they can finally rest in peace. I know that there will always be a part of my home that is sacred, and I will always be grateful for the lessons that I have learned and the peace that I have found. I will never forget the terror that I experienced, but I will always remember the peace that came after.